Welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman. Can't you tell, man? Gonna post What up? Fran, we have survived another Halloween. Uh, how was your holiday festivities? Halloween, did you dress up? How are things? No, I didn't. I did oh, I had a I had like a clown mask, but that was about it. Um and we had like a um Steph invited her family members over to have like a little little A seance? Here. A little no, oh, a little okay, okay. Together here and I was just scaring people when they came in the door, scared the shit out of them. So that was pretty fun. But other than that, I didn't really um really you didn't go trick or treating? We didn't, we didn't go we didn't go trick or treating. They did like they had a trunk or treat at Sophie's school, we did that. Sure. And that was pretty much it. I don't I I just are people the just not? Is the trick or treat the traditional trick or treat losing steam as the world becomes more crazy? Yeah. Or man. were you just busy? Have to be. No, I'm saying, I what was your think. thought? What was your that wasn't was that part of your thought process, or you just were busy? No, it was that. It was definitely that. Where like you just can't, and I just don't feel like driving to a different neighborhood to fucking to go walk around. I just don't want to. I just don't want to do that. And then like Sophie didn't was like, I want to go. So we were just like, all right, well, it's no. If they not. Pressed about it. Pressed about going, then we're not going to do it. So she had fun doing a trunk or treat they had. They did a little thing at her little school, and she had fun doing that. She got a chance to dress up with her costume to school, so that was cool. But other than, like, going out and, like, being in different neighborhoods, I'm not really, I don't, not comfortable with or not well too well, you know. No, I'm not, I don't know the area that well. So right. it's like, we just didn't go, man. Plus, people just can't trust people now. I get that, yeah. Costume, <laughs> and the person might actually be crazy. So it's like, I'm just. I'm you you walk around, you walking right up to the door. You're doing their job for them. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, my girl, I, I was trying to, I wanted to dress up like Bert and Ernie for Halloween. She wasn't really going for it. That's fine. I will get her next year. Um, but other than that, Halloween was cool. We did go do some trick-or-treating. Made out like right. a bandit. Uh, got, got some nice, uh, chocolatey snacks. I'm surprised at how many chocolatey snacks are out in the world to be given to kids when every kid has like a peanut allergy these days. Yeah. You didn't so, get like a, a bottle of two liter soda or anything like that or to do what with people was giving out like sodas. I think a two think liter of soda. I think that's the thing now. Yeah. No, that's crazy. What is the, uh, what's the origins of that? What does that mean? Oh, no. That's crazy. That's no, crazy. I didn't see anybody getting two liters of soda. That's okay. insane. <laughs> okay. That's just, that's that's crazy activities. I, I'm it's a new trend. I'm not I'm that's not with that. Yeah. Speaking of going door to door, it's the best transition I could find. Fran, are you aware of a gentleman named Keith Lee? I am. Yes. I've been watching Keith Lee videos for like six months, a year now. This is probably one of the mo- top five most delightful people I've ever seen, uh, and he does great work. Now he is 
very clear that he is not a food critic. He gives his honest opinion on food. He goes to places and he tries the food. If he likes it, he likes it. If he doesn't, he doesn't. He does a one to 10 scale. So he'll try your food and, you know, he'll get an, a, an array of things and he'll say, this is a nine. This is a three. Normally like this. This is great. I didn't really like the establishment or I love the establishment. You guys should check this out. And he's sitting in his car. He always puts his hands together. He's like, this weekend, me and my family went to a burger place. This monotone. I can't. Uh, I hate it. I don't oh, like I love it. it. I, I love I, I love it. Because he's he so. Like a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> I think he sounds great. He's like, we got some jalapeno poppers, some sweet potatoes, and uh, several double cheeseburgers. And we're about to try them now. And he tries and he bites into it. <laughs> he bites into it. it. And I'm 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 on the edge of my seat. I want to know. And what's amazing is he'll go to these places. He gives his honest review. He'll tell you this isn't that good, but this is amazing. This is the best catfish I've ever had. And the next thing you know, there's a line around the corner for this place. Yeah. He's changed so many people's lives. Now. And I've, both good and bad. No, but here's the thing, though. I would disagree with that until this weekend. I don't know any Keith Lee because Keith Lee's not a bad guy. So I don't even and I don't think it doesn't it, matter if he's a bad guy. I don't. But I'm saying I don't think for the most part he's known as this guy that like makes or breaks restaurants. I only know him as a guy who who makes restaurants. You know, I don't know him as a guy that he goes, I didn't really think that the ice cream was that great. And then people go, fuck that place. Don't ever go there. Like, that's not his reputation. He only, nope, nobody highlights his bad reviews because he doesn't really give bad reviews. Of course not. Reviews. But I'm saying he doesn't really give bad reviews. He just goes, I didn't really like it. It wasn't for me. But if you want to go and try it, then I don't think that review in the past, let me just, before I get into what I'm about to talk about, in the past, if he said, I didn't really like this, it doesn't mean your restaurant is going to fail now. But is there, is, is there footage of a line being around the block after he says... Well, no, why, I, would a line be, why would a line be around the block if you say I, you okay. don't like something? I, exactly. That's my point. But I don't, I, my, my point is, I don't think necessarily until this weekend, which I'm going to get into, no, until this weekend, no, I don't no, think, no, no, no. I don't think he was necessarily, do he was necessarily hurting businesses. No. I, I think he was... He's, as many cases of him help, helping businesses, but I don't know if he's necessarily hurting businesses. If we're going to sit up here and get this man praised, because you like him so much, we got to also be like, well, he's probably hurting businesses as well. That's just, that's real. even if you go like, oh, he's not known to be a bad critic, food critic. It, that's probably happening, though. If he goes on there, he has millions of views on his TikTok, mm-hmm. and he goes, okay, I didn't really like that food. And then people go like, oh, well, if, even if you go in here and say that, He's not considered that. People are gonna look at him, look look at him as a food critic, though. I understand. Okay, because I, I take your point for what it is, and 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 I understand and I agree with it. What I but what my point is is if you go to Outback Steakhouse, and you like Outback Steakhouse, and then Keith Lee comes out and says I don't like Outback Steakhouse, I don't necessarily know that him doing that makes you stop going. It would. Now will it hurt your me. new customer? It, it will hurt. It might hurt new new people. Might not go. Yeah. But I don't think he's taking. Well, I guess that is still taken away. I still see. Away. I that's see. I business see, that he's that he's not getting. If you came to me with like, "Hey man, I'm live. Them, them red, uh, red lobster biscuits is a phone." I go like, "Man, pff. I heard so much about him. One person that I trust, mm-hmm. as in you, coming to me and be like, they, I don't think I ain't really like. I would go. You know what? I'm not gonna waste my time to go try the cheddar biscuits.' Fair enough. I I see that point because I don't have any evidence other than. The absolutely absolute havoc he wreaked in Atlanta this past weekend. So <laughs> so up up until that point, I don't know if I haven't heard people come out and say Keith Lee said my food wasn't good and I had to close my doors. And, and that still hasn't happened, but it looks like it's headed that way. So Keith Lee has been on a food tour. He went to Chicago, 
tried some food, blew up this woman's soul food restaurant. I think it's called Cleo Soul. He blew up her restaurant. He said the the mac the yams were amazing. He said the macaroni and cheese didn't taste good, but he said it was one of the ba- best pieces of fried chicken he ever had in his life. And he blew a restaurant up. Right? He got he must have endorsements behind him to be doing. Oh, that, Keith right? Lee's making Keith Lee's making a ton of money. I don't really want I don't really pocket watch, but the stuff he does now is crazy. Like he'll go in and and ask people like, "How much money did you make today?" And then ask to match it. Yeah. So what he's he giving. What was he? He was like a fighter or something. He was an MMA fighter. MMA I don't fighter. think he was necessarily successful, but he he was by yeah. trade trying yeah, to yeah. become a prof- like a he was a professional right. fighter. Right. So don't run up on this dude. Even if you don't like his reviews, don't don't do that. It'd be a bad decision to make. The on The worst your part. fighter would still beat your ass. It's it's the basketball. <laughs> it's the basketball debate we have all the time. Exactly. Anybody with cauliflower ears or like a <laughs> lot of scars on their knuckles or or in their or in their calf bone or I mean their shin bone will destroy you. They just are. <laughs> leagues above you as an average person. Just So if you don't like that he said your cornbread was dry, take it on the chin. Anyway, Keith Lee ends up going to Atlanta, right? I've never been to Atlanta. Have you been to Atlanta? No. I've never been to Atlanta. I've heard all the things about Atlanta being Wakanda, Atlanta being the, the mecca for black business and black thriving and all that stuff. And, and, and I have no, I had no, I still don't have a reason to believe it's not true to, at, in, a, in a way, but Keith Lee really exposed the Atlanta food service scene when he went there and tried to just get food to review. And it was an impossible task. He was going to places they were telling him because what he does is brilliant. He Keith Lee now knows that he has a reputation or he has a a recognizable face. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't go into the restaurants. He orders ahead and he sends his family in to get the bags and he come, they come to him and he eats the food in the car, which I didn't know until this weekend. Cause I guess I I didn't need, I didn't need to know because it hadn't come up in his reviews I just assumed he went in and I didn't even think about how he gets the food. I didn't think of him being a celebrity because he always says, I'm not a celebrity. I'm just a regular person. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to be treated that way. So I, saw I, never, recently, yeah. I saw one recently where he, the guy recognized him as soon as he walked in and he said he couldn't, he couldn't order online because online was, you know, the site was down or something like that. Right. So he had to go in and get it. And the guy was like, hey, man, we have some malfunctioning with some of our machines, but I'm going to do my best. Right. So off, so off the jump, he was just like, hey, man, look. The shit is not working how it's supposed to in here, mm-hmm. but I know you do your little thing, so I'll do it as best I can, and then I'll get you the food. And he typically always reiterates that when he tells his story. That's why I'm saying, like, I understand you say you don't like his tone of voice and everything like that, but Keith it's Lee... It's tone of voice. He's a... I love his... I love, I love the videos. It's the way he talks. That I way. understand that, but I'll, I get that. So I just... But I just wanted to, like, yeah, yeah. be clear and make sure that, you know, if you've, if you've seen one fully through that you get, like, he's never, like... This restaurant sucks. Don't go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will I've never seen, eat here again. Yeah. yeah. So he he's like as ni- he's as nice of a food critic as you can be. To call him a critic is you can't even do it. Another guy that you don't really like, Kev on stage, made a good point where he said uh, Keith Lee is he's almost like the Joker in a way because all the stuff that people do for food critics he rejects. So yeah. people see food critics coming in like, let us get you a special table. Let, uh, we're gonna get you the food right away. He's like, no, 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 I don't want any of that. I want those people that were here before me to eat first. I don't want to eat food before everybody yeah. else. So it's like you can't even really bribe him or treat him special because he's a, a food critic. Sometimes food critics even let you know they're coming. Yeah. Like, for example, Guy Fieri, the legendary Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri lets you know that he's coming. So you can, you can do shit like, not that I'm saying, well, no, there's a restaurant that I know that he went to that I know the people, and they were putting shit in front of him that's not even on the menu. They brought a chef in and was like, listen, man, we need to make some impressive shit whip some shit up and, and put it out there for the show. But you couldn't get that before that day. You couldn't get that shit on the menu. Yeah. So they brought up some special shit for Guy Fieri. Keith Lee shows up. He's like, I want what you cook on a regular, regular basis. basis. Yeah. I don't want any special treatment. Don't, 
Don't cut me in line. I don't want any of that shit. So it's almost like you got to respect them ten, tenfold because it's genuine. But anyway, he goes to Atlanta. He goes to this these places, the real milk and honey, these other places, and he's like, I didn't even get any food. I had to run through all these circles, jump through all these hoops and everything, and then my family, they told, they told my family it was an hour and a half wait, this, that, and the third. So then I, I tried to come in. They recognized it was me. Now they can tell me they, they can seat me right now. I told them, you know what? God is amazing. I don't want your food. God bless you. I hope you have a great day and continue success. But I told him I don't want to eat that way. I said, yo, this dude, imagine somebody coming in that could change your life because you bring up a good point. If we're going to sit here and give him his flowers, you got to say, if he can change your life for the good, he can change your life for the bad. And we saw examples of it this weekend. Yeah. So the guy who, because the real thing that he exposed, exposed about the Atlanta restaurant scene is uh, it's, it appears that a lot of restaurant tours in this beautiful black city have this mind state that people that come eat at their restaurants are like fans. Okay. Like y'all are supposed to love my food and make me rich. And I don't owe anything to y'all where they forgot like the word service in the service industry, mm, yeah. like service A restaurant is supposed to serve the people. I'm not supposed to come in. You're not supposed to talk to us like, Hey man, the dress code and don't be coming in here looking busted up. And this is yeah. a, an elite type of place. Like we don't just eat. no, no, no. You I'm hungry. Yeah. You're supposed to be like, oh my God, thank you for coming. We appreciate the business. Like, come as you the are. The top service is what makes you elite. That's exactly. What, <laughs> so get people but not, in. so I think Atlanta has made it, has taken the, the concept of exclu- exclusivity. Mm-hmm. Like, the harder it is to get in and the, the, the fancier the dress code and the nicer the motif, that's what makes a restaurant nice. It's like, no, man, listen, I'm trying to get some food. Yeah. I want some good service, fast service. These are the type of things that make a restaurant great, not a grass wall and a neon sign, and I have to wear a suit to come here and eat. Now, that stuff is nice, but that should be the afterthought. Right. The, the ambiance is great. I love a, I lo- you, know, you know I love an ambiance. You know I love a, a nice little tea light candle at the table, some dim lighting, some cool stuff on the walls and shit like that. But if it takes me an hour to get my food, I, I, don't, I don't care. I'm hungry. But now there are people coming out and being like, all Keith Lee, it keeps, shut up, Keith Lee. All you do is go around trying to destroy black businesses. And it's like, all it takes is one moment where a person, a man of the people, when, he, when it doesn't go somebody's way, now it's fuck you. Yeah. But if he comes into your restaurant, he says he likes the food. You're, he's the best. You put, his, you put his face on the window. Keith Lee loves his here and everything like that. So it's, it's almost like we're on, we, we were on opposite sides of the conversation when we first started. And both things are true. But at the same time, just like you say, you got to take Keith Lee, take his good with the bad. The restaurant's got to take the good with the bad, too. Yeah. If Keith Lee didn't like your food, it's probably because you ha- or he didn't like your restaurant. It's because you need it's some work you need to do. So you can't get mad at Keith Lee for coming in and trying your experience. And the experience was a five out of ten. That's don't blame him. Blame yourself. Am I yeah. off base? No, I just I, you can't. But you can't. Walk around and being like, oh, I don't want to be labeled as this when you, that's your content though. Like you can't go like, I'm not a food critic, but that's how you carry yourself. Like your opinions and whatever you say holds weight. Mm-hmm. So it's like, whatever you say, you come in there, you come to a restaurant and go like, hey man, I'm not a food critic. I just want to try some food, whatever. And I give my honest opinion. But if you have millions of followers who watch your content and comment and shit like that and take your word for it. And then you say something bad and those, those million people go like, well, I don't so- want to. I'm so, not gonna waste my time going there. Are you saying he's too big to pop up on people? He should. He yeah, should he give can't him a, do that. He, he should give him a, head, a heads he up. Can't. His 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 word and his opinion holds too much weight for him to just pop up 
on people. But shouldn't land. you be on your A game every day? That's my that's For my sure. argument to that. Yeah, absolutely. But then you can't. But what if you're okay? What if he pops in on a bad day where like like the guy I just told you before he just his machines or something is you know whatever he don't have an employee there employee called out is they overworked or something at the time he comes in and then the food is just not as good. But that one day he came in there where. Shit is not running how it's usually is like usual business, and he gives a bad review. Then the whole shit just falls apart. It's like because I had one day where the food wasn't, you know, a one like it usually is on any other day. That's fair, and that is an example that I don't think we got this weekend. He didn't. There were examples where he didn't get the food. Yeah, you know. So I feel I, like I, so I give. Is, is it because of the weight? With the food weight was long. The weight. People, it was. People it was like. People just like no, reject them. Like I don't want you to try. Cause that's me. I would go. I'm good, bro. I don't. <laughs> my, did my customer base is fine. I'm no. good where I'm at. I don't want to be on your stupid I'm TikTok. Good. No, yeah. thank you. Nobody did that. What happened was there were people who were treating Keith Lee like a regular person, mm-hmm. or not Keith Lee, his family, which is yeah. worse to me. That's why it's such a good expose. He sent in his family, and mm-hmm. he, his they treated his family like, listen, it's an hour wait. And we're not even going to take, you know, how you go to a restaurant and they, you go, how long is the wait? They go 30 minutes. What, can you leave a name and a number so we can text you when the table is available? Yeah. They weren't even taking his family's number. So they basically were saying it's an hour wait, which is saying that's so long of a wait that any reasonable person would go, we'll just go somewhere else. That's too, I'm not going to wait an hour to eat. Mm-hmm. So then he goes in and they go, oh, Keith Lee, please come this way. Yeah. So then Keith Lee was so offended, but he wasn't rude, but he said, I don't want to be treated like that. I want to, I don't want, don't, cause there's people that's waiting here. Yeah. I don't want to cut in front of anybody. I want those people, those people need to eat before I eat, which is a commendable thing. So when, when you say the thing about the example you gave, I give Keith Lee enough benefit of the doubt in watching his content where he goes, the guy let me know that the, uh, the, the fryer was down and he told me he will make something happen. Yeah. He always lets people, he, he always gives people grace. So if, if it was a situation where he goes into a place and there's a hundred people there and the, the, the servers are swamped, I think he will either not eat there. Or he would go, I really wanted to try the food because everybody told me it was good. So uh, I dealt with the guy told me up front. It was as they were slammed and all this stuff. And I took that into consideration. And so I want y'all to know that, that, that the place was slammed. I, I really just, think he wouldn't. Ju- he just wouldn't do a review. that. Like, it's a bad day to do it, I think. I give him the, I, I give him enough benefit of the doubt from seeing his p- previous content to think that he wouldn't judge somebody on their worst day if they were upfront about it. Okay, but. The reason why I'm so much against it because I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. So Please. I'm going, I'm going, okay, well, if he is such an eminent figure in that space, food, mm-hmm. whatever. How he is not, the most, he's probably the most prolific food critic right. so I've how, ever seen. But like, how would you not, as a business owner who's trying to trying to advertise your business as this, you know, uh club or whatever, if LeBron James walks in my restaurant, I'm going treat him better. Absolutely. I'm going, oh, no, we got to clear a table for we. He gets the, the whatever corner. We move these people. We give him a table because whatever he says holds a lot of if LeBron James leaves here, he goes, oh, I love their restaurant. They treat me good. But the, it's going to be crazy. It's up. Everything. Well, here, here's my here's my counter to that. OK. While I understand what you're saying, Keith Lee is not LeBron James. Keith Lee is famous because he gives food reviews. So if his food reviews are become inauthentic because people pay him, give him special treatment, help let him jump the line, then people go, well, it seems like Keith Lee only gives good reviews now because people treat him great and they, you know, give him the front of the line. They bring him the best food and all this stuff. 
I think what makes Keith Lee so great, and while I agree, I agree with you in a sense where I go, he is pretty big. If he's yeah. if a review from Keith Lee can turn a day where you get two customers into a four hour line around the corner, then maybe he should reevaluate popping up on people. But why get a review at all then? Why even go have his family sit in there and go like, oh, and just kind of like, you know, bash the restaurant because. But but it's not bashing the restaurant if the food's good. But I mean, like, but they didn't get any food though. He went off the. the okay, okay, that's a good point. So why that's a even good point. give the review? Why even? Why even put it up? Because now it's not even about the food; it's about we're, the service of the restaurant. We're at you just hit on the root of the issue that we weren't talking about, and and that's a good point. But if he's going on a food tour, and he's people you are emailing it, you so, you go, you leave it, you no man, no, I don't care what you say, man. If he, it's not even about the food anymore. It's about, it's about the, the service. And but, it's like, but doesn't the service, doesn't that, doesn't that matter too? But if you're going to give a review, give the full I, review. Get you food bring up and a, then go on and then get the full review. You bring up a good So point. it's fair. You that's bring not, up a good That's point. not fair. Because now it's like, now people are not even going to, it's like, what? The sir, I'm not even, we're not even going. It's not even about the food anymore. You bring up a good point. Why you even, br- why even get a review? Why even post the review if you... Cause, cause what he does in these videos, and it made me laugh. But you bring up a good point where he goes, "All right, now let's try the food." And then it cuts and it's like, as you can see, I don't have any food. <laughs> he and then he explains how he couldn't get yeah. the food because of all yeah. the shit that happened. Now he, I don't think that was his intention, but he unintentionally exposed something that a lot of people in in Atlanta agreed with. They were like, yeah. "This is our experience." Yeah. So it wasn't his intention, but then Cardi B said something. She's like, "He's very this guy, Keith Lee, whoever Keith Lee is, he is very right. I could not get food at whatever you have to do." So but he, you only knew that if you if you're in if you're in and Atlanta. You go to Atlanta. That's true. Now everybody outside Atlanta knows, you know, tour, like it's just if people in Atlanta knew, like, oh yeah, we've been to that. That's yeah. not that's not new. But now but you But isn't got, that bad that the service is so bad? Yeah, it's bad. But, but now, you bring but, up a good point. Like if you didn't <laughs> if you didn't get to eat the food, you didn't need to put the video up where you exactly, didn't eat the food. Exactly, man. Everybody people who went there already they already knew. They already <laughs> they already know that. If Cardi B comes out like then if she knows that a whole bunch of other people already know that. Mm-hmm. But for him to do it, now us regular people know. He's like, And now it's specific. I, and it's now it's not just exactly. Atlanta. The Atlanta food service industry is slow. It's the real milk and honey. Yeah. Gabby's food emporium. Yeah. Now he's specifically calling out. Exactly. Specific, as opposed to it being all of Atlanta. Yeah. It's the, sometimes you're going to have to wait a long time to get food in Atlanta. Now it's like. Cause if you go, if you go to Atlanta tomorrow and you walk past that place, you go like, "Oh, that's the place Keith Lee said the service is terrible." <laughs> that's the first thing you go think, and then you go like, "Well, let's just try this place down here." Cause yeah, let's try somewhere get, else. We, we might not get no. That ain't we'll never lost eat. the customer. <laughs> just walk right past. That's a good point that you bring up. Yeah, but my only thing is, everybody don't need to be a food critic. Don't everybody making food videos paid? Yeah, no, wanna, he's great. This is oh, see. this is the Keith Lee effect is about to. 2024 is going to be a bunch of people yeah. on TikTok, friends of yours on Instagram, being like, <laughs> hey, guys, this week I'm trying out Arby's for the first time. We don't need an Arby's <laughs> review. Don't, why? Because Baltimore, we got some great food places here, but a lot of people got excited when Can- Raising Cane's came here. We don't need your Raising Cane's review. Raising Man, Cane's is, is not a special overrated. thing. overrated. It's My just chicken. Goodness. But it was always just chicken fingers, yeah. bro. It, it was always just chicken fingers, and people made a big deal out of it. I don't need your Raising Cane's review. Anybody from Baltimore that I went to high school with, please don't try to yeah. become the next Keith Lee yeah. by going to Bonchon Chicken. We don't need your Bonchon <laughs> Chicken review. We all know hey, it's fine. But speaking of food, though, we can kind of segue from that to this. Uh, now, you done brought it up. Um, I've been looking to looking at I've been wanting to go to um, a Michelin star restaurant. 
Okay. And I've looked up. I looked up. There is one in Baltimore. And when you know how when you go to uh, there's an app. It's called Open Table. You probably use Open Table, yes, right? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And you go in there and it tell you the information about the restaurant and like the money sign. They kind of tell you like how much you might spend. Uh huh. I've never seen so many money signs. What was it four or five? It was like five. I said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like no, you're gonna spend a you're gonna spend two hundred fifty dollars here minimum. Man. They let you know up front. Like, yeah, no, you're going to spend money here. I said, jeez. It's going to be a lot of market. A lot of food is going to say market next to it, which means oh, man. the price depends. Off the market? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever yeah, the, the market is. Yeah, the price That's depends, what... man. So don't come in here thinking you're going to. I stay in the range of like the two to three. Okay, yeah. yeah. When, I'm going, when I'm looking for a nice I night. Do, I do want to do whenever we get a chance, whenever we kind of financially are, are able oh, to. Oh, something, something big oh, happens, we that? should celebrate. Yeah, I want to go to a Michelin Double restaurant. date sure. Michelin star for, for sure. sure. Or double date Michelin though, that's a rat. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> that's a rat. Don't get a bottle of wine. When they bring out the Chamblou Bouble from 1942, <laughs> no, it's, no, it's going to get crazy. It's going to get crazy in the Michelin star. But yeah, five Michelin star, I mean, five star, five money signs. Yeah. Man. Yeah, you're talking about $65 minimum on the entrees. Yeah. $25 minimum on the apps. Wow. $20 minimum on the cocktails. So just you eating, bing, bang, boom. You, if you go app, main, drink, you got, but you, you, like, you go there. Already. Yeah, you go to a mission store restaurant, you got to try. You got to get two apps. Apps, the, the entree, and then the dessert. You got yeah, yeah, you you know, to get go, everything. You got to run the full gamut. You got to get For one sure. cocktail, sure. two appetizers. Can't be going there being cheap. That's just no, 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 no. I'm so, going there. I want, I want fresh salmon out the sea. Yeah, to, pull it right just, out. I want you. I want to pick it. I want a tank. I want a tank, and I'm bring I want the tank out. I want this right here. <laughs> I want him right there. Slap him up. Cut him down the back, and, and bring me some of that. Right, yeah. fresh out. Fresh out. No, but that's put. Let's put that on the agenda. We got to sure. hit up. Uh, we got to hit up this. What's the name of it? Let's Keith Lee it. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> I just. I saw it. I was like, <laughs> I'm not ready for that right now. I we got to go to a. We got to go to this Michelin star restaurant. Uh, you know, and, and, uh, and he ain't doing that. <laughs> they no, he go, he, whatever, whatever he goes to, he goes whatever, to neighborhood yeah, spots. Whatever food union, if there's one, oh man, that shit. Yeah, if there's like a food union, and he does like a Michelin star restaurant, give a better review. His all his shit, his shit is just yeah, he's done. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, this restaurant is owned by Gordon Ramsay. Oh my god, my TikTok <laughs> shut down. My point was that we're going to be talking about jealousy and envy in today's podcast when we uh, get back from the fucked up shit, and I'm really excited because I think this is an interesting. It's a little bit of a different episode, I would say, Fran. I think you would agree. Yeah. You know, I think we obviously we talk about some true crimes. We talk about true crime, but I just think there's uh, a bigger discussion to be had. And I think we're going to have that. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into some fucked up shit. So stick around. All right. And we are back. Fran, when we came together and formed heads to have a mind meld about what we wanted to do this week, what were your thoughts about like the conversation that we're about to have? Uh, you know, obviously we'll, we'll lay it out, but I kind of wanted to get your thoughts about where we're going this episode. Yeah, man. I mean, I've thought about um, this a lot, especially when, you know, it happens. Just thinking about how unfortunate it is and like, like that successful people most of the time have to deal with something like this. Have they had to watch their back? Yeah, it's just like you can't. You're successful, especially for you know. We're gonna get into it with you know rap artists who deal with this the most, who are successful and living a great life, and then something tragic happens, and it's like, how do you stop that mm-hmm. from happening? But it just seems like it happens every year, and we kind of always talk about it. And people going, you know, 
going on social media and kind of like, you know, we need to stop this, but it just, it keep happening. I remember talking to somebody, um, I think it was like Christmas or something. And I remember this lady came to me and was like, I was at work. She was like, uh, yeah, my package was stolen or something like that. Uh-huh. And she was like, it's the first time I ever heard somebody go like, she was upset, but she was like, I, I know, I know why people steal. Right, for and sure. I never heard nobody like kind of be analytical down, about break, it, yeah, in break the it down yeah. that way and not be emotionally going crazy. It, it was it, it was interesting. It was I never seen nobody react that way to something like that. That's somebody that is able to step back and look at the, the grand for scheme sure. of the for world, sure. you yeah. know. And, the, and it, I mean, the, the area it, was a nice area. The lady had money, so that's why I was for her to have. You could tell she has perspective. Be like, I gotcha. Why somebody did it? Gotcha. Yes. No. For sure. And the the it that friend is referring to is what we're going to get into this episode is um, we're going to use rapper as the profession but yeah. basically we're having a conversation about people who find their ways out of a tough circumstance and uh meet untimely deaths still trying to be connected to that situ that neighborhood that that world that life you know basically uh the uh, crabs in a barrel mentality that seems to be what is plaguing a lot of rap artists who want to remain authentic because that's what got them their success but then in uh, trying to hold on to that authenticity, you are around people who did not receive the same blessings as you and still need to pay bills, are jealous, are uh, resentful, and you are surrounding yourself with those kind of forces, and I think that's just a bad idea. So we wanted to go into that and kind of uh, flush that out a bit and then go into some examples of it. So, uh, Fran, as you know, we live in Baltimore, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And I've heard a lot of crabbers say that uh, that they can leave crabs in a bucket. Like after they catch crabs, they can leave them in the bucket without a lid on it, unattended, mm-hmm. and none of the crabs will escape. Yeah. And the reason for this is that crabs will pull other crabs down. Like any ambitious crab who has the audacity to try to change their circumstances and get out of the bucket mm-hmm. or barrel – uh, will be pulled back down. Sometimes, if they try too hard, the other crabs will rip the rip the crab apart. Yeah, yeah. Um, the yeah. first time I heard this metaphor was, you know, Jay Z used it in Murder of, Sin- mm. Murder of Excellence. I think it was. It says, if you put crabs in a barrel to ensure your survival, you're going. So you're going to end up pulling down. He says the N word, niggas. That's just like you. That's what he said. And that's a that's a bigger conversation. Obviously, I feel like the discussion we're about to have is a systemic one. Even if people aren't aware of the system, yeah. the hood, ghettos, whatever you want to call them, these are systems meant to trap people. That's why even in Atlanta they call it the trap. It's these are these are built and made to keep people confined. So this is a systemic problem. Even if people are just if we're all just rats in the maze, you still need to recognize that you're in a maze. Yeah. And that's where a bigger problem comes. It's hard, it's hard to put the gun down when somebody wronged you for doing X, Y, and Z. It's hard to take a step back and go, oh, this is what they want me to do. Right. I'm doing exactly what the system was designed for me to do, and I'm in, in the middle of it right now. It's like, I'm, I'm trying to survive. So the uh, crabs in a barrel mentality can be seen played out in humans from all types of backgrounds. But today we're focusing on the rap genre, poverty, and how envy and jealousy are traits that are most dangerous in people that identify with your story. So people who make a living and find great success rapping about the hood, I, a la a Tupac, Biggie Smalls, mm-hmm. uh, Boosie, any of these guys, T.I., these people who have found success telling the story, 
who could be madder at you than a person from your neighborhood who was living the life that you're describing and did not see the success that you are seeing from living the same exact life, going to the same high school as you. These are the, these are the crabs. Yeah. The, the, the biggest crabs are the ones that look just like you and can't, can't fathom how you, we're on the same road, but somehow you ended up here in a mansion yeah. and I'm still on the same road. Right. So anyway, according to Webster's dictionary, Envy is a feeling of discontent or resentment based on what someone else has. Mm -hmm. It is a strong desire to have the things that someone else has. And the desired thing could be a quality, a possession, or an attribute that belongs to someone else, especially your enemies. So it doesn't just, it doesn't always have to be a material thing. It could be an affinity of playing basketball. You could be a ladies man. Yeah. I, I think that envy and was it covet? I think, it doesn't just resonate. I think it resonates with everybody's in, in, of course. in different ways where it's just like, you know, me and you could go through having those emotional feelings where it's like somebody wins the lottery and you go, why the hell this person? Mm -hmm. it is, I mean, it could be family members. It could be, you know, friends, strangers, whatever. When somebody else has something where you go like, yes, why not? It's always why not me and why them? No, and you, you let us into the, the next part perfectly because there are psychologists who suggest that there are two types of envy. So malicious envy is a negative emotion that wants someone to be ruined yeah. because of what he has in relation to the envious party. Yeah. So for an example, not speaking in any kind of reality things, I'm not. Even if it sounds like I am, I'm not. Let's say there is, let's say there is a, a successful podcast that has a podcast festival, hmm. right? Um, and then other people in the space of that podcast, whatever the genre may be, I'm not saying a specific genre, but okay. whatever that genre may be, there's drama surrounding that podcast festival, mm -hmm. and there are people who are elated in the potential demise of that podcast's success and their festival and everything like that, whether it's warranted or not. Yeah. You know, that is malicious envy. Sorry. That is, that is, that is you wanting somebody to fail mm -hmm. because you are not happy with where you are in relation to them. Mm -hmm. Now, benign envy, Fran, which this is where I feel like we fall into play. Mm -hmm. Benign envy is the positive motivational force that wants to aspire to be as good and have as much as the object of their envy. Mm. A la, we're looking at somebody and we're being like, okay, what, is, what are they doing on their show yes. to make them stand out from the pack and be the best podcast that they can be? Because we want to get to that point yeah. and not knock them out of our way or anything like that. But we want to be as successful as them. How do we do that? Yeah, I think- Keeping your eye on the competition. Yeah, I think- yeah, Even if you're not competition. And that's good. I think that- I wish a lot of people had that. And most yeah, jealousy and envy can be a motivator. Yeah. And I think friends have that too, where they go like, if one of them get a new car, you go like, damn, okay, I gotta you you get out you get an Audi and I go like, damn, I gotta I gotta do something to get me a charger or something. I gotta mm -hmm. up so we kinda you kinda like help each other build yeah. and grow to do better for themselves. So that, I, I totally understand that. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So that would be benign envy. Yeah. Which is totally healthy. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a kick in the ass. Yeah, for sure. Something that gets you up in the morning. I think that that's perfectly fine. Yeah. The malicious envy is where it gets nasty, where you're like, not only are you not motivated, but you're just, you're, you're the motivation that you have is to watch somebody's yeah. moves yeah. to see, to see when they fail. So you can celebrate. Yeah. And not even necessarily it's night. They is like, they like, they go, I don't even want it. I just don't, I just don't want, I don't you, want to you to have it. Cause I don't, <laughs> that's, have it. Nasty. Like, that's, that's nasty. That's nasty. I don't have the motivation to get it. So I don't want you to have it. Yeah, no, that's and I'm hater, okay but. with like whatever repercussions that come with that. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I'm good. However your demise comes, yeah. you die, you go to prison, 
you uh, go to tax jail, like yeah. you, or it's pe- you get found out to be a part of some kind of scheme. However, your demise comes, it all will be the same deliciousness to me. And that's a sick hater, that's bro. That's sick. a that's nasty. Like that's crazy. There's people out here that really are like, I hope you die. That's crazy. Man. Like that's a real. Those are real people. Like, yeah, oh, if sure. I found out if a news thing came out tomorrow that you died, I would be so happy. Yeah. Because I don't. Because I don't like seeing you ride around my neighborhood in a Mustang. Yeah. Fuck you. Mm. You always riding through. You got different girls with you all the time. Fuck you. That's nasty. Yeah, and those people you that know? keep it to them, they keep it to themselves, and it's just, it's, it's just oh. at them. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They don't, you, you don't, they don't even they don't even know you hate them. Yeah, come let me know. Yeah, I just put it on. I, I, I was never, I was never fond of the. I get it when they when people say you know if you have haters that mean you're doing something right, and I go like I don't want to I don't want no. that I just no. want to be live my life and be successful I don't want people hating on me. No, because now it's just that's just too much emotionally. It's that's that's too much. I don't want that. No, want yeah, that. no, I I don't want haters. <laughs> I don't want haters, man. <laughs> Unless you're like a billionaire, where it's like you can't oh, even listen. you can't even get near me. So whatever you say <laughs> doesn't it doesn't listen. Matter. Everything's relative. Obviously, I'm speaking in a vacuum. We're not doing that. We're not doing this. Is a this is fun and everything, but <laughs> yeah. nah, it, my feelings can get hurt very easily. Sure. If we were if you had to if you were talking to me and I go outside <laughs> to get in the Bentley truck. <laughs> Oh, you oh, you hope that I fail? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, no. When success, success is the biggest uh, silencer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you know, obviously, <laughs> haters are louder when you, the success isn't as big. But yeah, no, you talking about a billion dollars? Yeah, no. I'm gonna Listen, cry. My Rolls Royce coming in. Oh. Yeah, oh, no, oh no, my my the roof of my house reclines like. <laughs> Listen, I don't like some of the things. I don't like a lot of things Elon Musk has done. Right? Yeah. He's you know he's he's a guy. Billionaires are they have to hurt communities course, to make their money. Course. Do you think he cares about your tweets or your exes? That's how much he doesn't care. He bought the app and it's like, you can't even go. Look how dumb y'all look. Y'all keep calling them tweets. It's not tweets anymore. They're not tweets. It's called exes. (laughs) That's how dumb he made us all look. We keep going around going, I was on Twitter. No, you weren't. You weren't on Twitter because Twitter doesn't exist anymore. That's not what it's called anymore. (laughs) So that's how how little, he's like, I don't give a shit about what y'all say. I'm so rich. Yeah. It's like, oh, am I destroying the environment? Oh, the planet won't be viable in 50 years. Oh, no, no. I'm on a jet right now. I'm rich. Full right of fried chicken. I don't give a shit about 50 years from now. I don't care. No. I'm going to be in a computer. I'm <laughs> actively trying to put my brain in a computer right now. I will be in the metaverse. You can all die from, you know, the, the, the planet being 150 degrees. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to be in a computer. I already have a house building on Mars. I'm on the first spaceship. <laughs> I want to, whatever his shit is called, SpaceX. I don't know. I want the first SpaceX. I'm on the first thing smoking. Out of here. And it's going to be smoking hard because I'm putting extra fuel emissions in it. Because on the way out, on the way to Mars, I'm going to fuck y'all extra hard. It's going to be like one of those trucks on the road with the black smoke pipe. Yeah, diesel trucks, like a diesel truck. <laughs> so, uh, fun fact. After William Shakespeare used the expression green-eyed monster, the color green has ever since then been associated with jealousy and envy. Mm, it's where yeah. the popular phrase green with envy comes from. Mm. All right, friends. So now let's really get into... Uh, covetousness, which is a word we used a couple times, coveting things, and how covetousness can stem from envy and jealousy. So, uh, so to, to covet something is to go after something that is not yours. Mm-hmm. This is typically a, typically a biblical word and can be used in reference to another person's spouse. But I would say it can be applied in the case of the material things like clout and other trappings of this generation. When we're talking about rappers today, you know, it's so much bigger than money. Mm-hmm. That's what makes this generation so dangerous because fame is more valuable than money to a lot of these young kids. Yeah. 
And so they'll do anything to get their, to get the fame. It's not just about the money. So now it's now you don't have to just worry about people pocket watching you. You got to worry about people follower watching you, uh, Instagram live view watching you. Like you have attention. I want to do something to you to prove that I deserve attention more than you. Yeah. So people will actively attack you to, to put to put their name in your mouth, yep. which is a whole nother trap, which is sad, like baiting people to talk about you so that they get on and relevant. It's, it's just a nasty world. Like rap today is just more dangerous than it's ever been, in my, in my opinion. So, uh, like I said, to covet something is to go after something that is not yours. When you covet what others have, it is you saying that you are not satisfied with what you ha- what you yourself have, and whether this is sub- a subconscious feeling or not, desperation, envy, and covetousness can lead to one of the biggest sins of all, Fran. Yeah, murder. So um, we are going to get into a couple of examples of people who were victims of their own success at the hands of, or should I say, claws, mm-hmm. of the crabs who refused to let them out of the barrel. Uh, and uh, we're going to first start with rapper Young Dolph. So um, on November 15, 2021, Memphis rap hero Young Dolph, born Adolph Robert Thornton, a name I did not know people were still giving to people. You know, God bless the dead, obviously, but he's a junior. Yeah. So his father's name was Adolph, too. Yeah. I just thought that was one of those names. Up. You got to switch it Yeah, up. I just thought that was one of those names we left in the you past. Gotta switch but it up. so <laughs> I I don't know why, you know, I listen to Young Dolph's music. I don't know why I thought he liked dolphins and because he had a dolphin chain. Yeah. I get so I it. Thought he, yeah, yeah. I was like, he must, young dog, he likes, he's maybe some kind of reference to drugs, like the ocean, I get him out of the ocean, yeah. I get my bricks from the ocean. I didn't know his name was Adolf till <laughs> I, I did the research on the story. Yeah. He just dropped the A from it and he went by Dolph. I think he, I, I would, I really would have preferred that he just liked dolphins. Yeah. But, and he spelled, he spelled the, it different too. Oh, man, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. He spelled it. No, he just yeah, spelled it. it. It's so much the same that it. Uh, my heart skipped a beat when I read it. I was like, I was, I was hoping. I'm like, maybe I'm saying this wrong. No, no, no. You're like Adolf. 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 Yeah. No, 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 no. His name is Adolf. If but. I would, if I would have started off this this story, that's how I would have read it. Because I would have like, I don't know. I yeah, don't, it can't be that. Know, it can't be that. Yeah, it can't be that. It can't be like Adolf. Adolf. Adolf Thornton. No. God bless the dead again. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, right. but that name is crazy. And this, you know, anyway, great success, legend, but the name is crazy. And he's a junior, like I said. So anyway, Young Dolph left his home on November 15, 2021, and arrived in South Memphis to kick off his annual week-long turkey giveaway event. Giving back, this is man. a guy that is in the heart of Memphis, giving back a street legend. He has murals up in South Memphis. The, the streets love him. Because that's what you want to do, man. Like, if you're the one... They say if you make it out, you you want to you should give back. You should always give back, and that's what always. and that's what he was doing. Yes. But now it's like you got to do it from a distance. You have you hire other people to do that, and it's like, but you want to be you wanted to make it authentic and organic. You wanted to be like I'm out here, boots on the ground. I'm out here passing yes. out the turkeys to my people, to my people, not hire yeah, somebody else to do it. And that's the hard part about being a gangster rapper is that if you do that, then now people go. Man, this motherfucker can't even come to Memphis, man. Or how you know, however Glorilla talks. Yeah, man, they can't even come to Memphis, oh, she man. From Memphis? Didn't know that. Yeah, oh, big time. Big time. Uh, yeah, she's super from Memphis. But uh, yeah, then so it's like if you don't, if you're not able to go, it's basically if you're not, if you make millions of dollars mm-hmm. 
and you're then not able to go back to your old neighborhood from where you came from that you're rapping about, then your music becomes inauthentic, thus hurts your career. Yeah. It's this like self-fulfilling prophecy. That's what happened with Chief Keef. And I'm not trying to get on a like ADHD, whatever, but I'm just saying Chief Keef was a, is an icon from like our youth, like 19, whatever, when Chicago drill rap first hit the scene. Yeah. He got so big and caused so much of an uproar in Chicago and everybody wanted to be Chief Keef that he had to leave Chicago. Yeah. And now he can't come back to Chicago. I mean, I don't know. If, I mean, I'm sure he quietly can, but he can't like come to Chicago, say, I, I make a video like, I'm here in Chicago. Right. What's up? It will be a problem for him because there are a lot of people who felt like he owed them something yeah. from becoming famous and being from their neighborhood. And so he moved to a California. Yeah. And doesn't go back. But now his music, it doesn't feel the same because he's not surrounded by Chicago goons who are like, yeah, he really is out here shooting bad people. Yeah. And that's the sad part. Like, you got to you gotta kind of ride the train out until you die, it feels like, in this generation. You make the money, but you can't leave. You got to keep the image. And then eventually the image catches you. Yeah. I'm sorry, but, not to get into, but did you see um, what Deion Sanders said recently? No, not Deion no, Sanders. It was um, uh, Michael Irvin, the football player. About his son? About his son. <laughs> about his son. Oh, pl- please, t- let the people know. So he went on there and he said that um, his son was like, yeah, I want to be a rapper. And then like he listened to a song. He was like, what the hell is this? Like, You grew up in a gated community all your life. You never struggled or anything. Why are you rapping about struggling? Guns like, and drugs. Right, when people out there like really living that life and struggling, you want to out here and be this fucking made up tough guy I was like, you lived in a gated community all your life. You've gotten whatever you wanted your whole life. Went to a good school, got whatever you want and shit. And you out here trying to act like, like that's, that's the, but that's the music now though. That's just how, that's the music now. That's what, the, that's what drives people, especially the young kids to listen to the music, the boost the streams, making all the money. It's just acting like you and come away and living this life that you're really not. That's a bigger conversation that we're not going to get yeah. into today. But what I will say is I watched a video of Chance the Rapper performing in front of 200 people and the the only thing people can attribute to chance the rapper not being as successful as he was or that as he once was mm-hmm. in the path that he was on yeah. when chance the rapper was scorching hot yeah. is that he made a rap album where he rapped about how much he loves his wife yeah and so what i would say is to the music executives again we're not going to get into this conversation because it's a deep one why are the music why do the music executives feel that the message of a sexy red or a NBA young boy is more important or more necessary for the, for the youth to hear on the radio, on the streams, on the YouTube than a no name or a chance, the rapper or somebody with a real message. It's all about it the money. Feels intention- it's all about it feels intentional. But it also, it also feels intentional. It also feels like this is the image we want to push on people. I don't know, man. And that's I, a- I, I, I know it's a deeper conversation. I just, I think it's, it's whatever people want to hear the money. You got it's, it's it's a chicken before the egg type of situation. Sure. Obviously, I, I don't think that these record it. labels yeah. are being like, let's pick this rap guy who shoots people. Yeah. But it seems like they, if if that is what gets the downloads, they go out and find more rap guys who like to use guns. Yeah. Why would I want to change what works? Right. I'll keep rapping about killing people. I'm making millions of dollars. So it's now you're asking somebody that's making $50 million to change what's got them there. Yeah. And that's hard to do too. For sure. But integrity is always you know important i guess i feel sure it is i feel like integrity is important but who am i to tell somebody with 50 million dollars what integrity right (laughs) shut up (laughs) (laughs) you ever been inside an integrity it's a one-of-one car and you never will 
I think he just called me broke for <laughs> wanting to, to not want to see the demise of the black community. Right. You know, I, I, I think he's <laughs> anyway, so like I said, Memphis is notoriously dangerous, but this is not something that young Dolph was unfamiliar with because he grew up in Memphis, lived in Memphis, and did a lot of you know did a lot of things in Memphis on his on his pathway to becoming successful. Mm-hmm. Young Dolph was in the streets of Memphis. He's he's not unaware of the dangers of Memphis. Right. But anyway, one of his first stops on November fifteenth, twenty twenty one was to the West Cancer Center and Research Institute in Germantown, Tennessee, where his aunt Rita was receiving treatment. He wanted to thank the staff and ended up posing for some photos. So uh, this guy on a like on a Monday is planning a turkey drive, yeah. going to go visit his aunt at a hospital and take photos with the staff. You know, this guy's like a a, a key a key to the a key to the city kind of guy. Yeah. You know, and and it's crazy. But anyway, I continue. So the 36-year-old self-made independent rapper was also set to perform at Rolling Loud, California a few weeks after this, uh, after the 15th of November. It would have been his fourth time appearing at the at the music at the multi-city music festival. People who don't know Rolling Rolling Loud is like all the kids and all the lulls. They all, and they the, all go there, right? That's like the, the lulls and the youngs and all these all the rappers go to the Rolling Loud. It's one of the biggest music festivals ever. So anyway, he's set to perform there. Um, his rap, his 2020 album, Rich Slave, was a critical and commercial success, debuting at number four on the Billboard 200. Mm. Uh, one of his artists, a guy that I like a lot, his music is really cool, uh, Key Glock, yeah. was also finding uh, a lane of, of great success with his music, especially with the co-sign of Young, Young Dolph. They kind of right. were like doing co-joint albums together and stuff. He was, he was you know, he was like his artist. Yeah. So Key Glock is finding success in music. And Young Dolph was undeniably the leader of the new generation of artists continuing to put Memphis on the map, such as Yo Gotti, uh, Juicy J, and Three Six Mafia. Memphis is, has a long line of like rappers, not a long line, but some very like iconic rappers come from Memphis, right. and he's he was clearly the leader of the new generation. So his star was undeniable in 2021. And two days later, from the day I'm describing, he was dead. Yep. On November 17, 2021, while, while visiting Makita's homemade butter cookies on Airways Boulevard in South Memphis, just outside Castalia Heights neighborhood, which is the neighborhood where he grew up, two masked gunmen pulled up in a stolen white two-door Mercedes Benz, ran around the back of Dolph's custom camouflage Corvette, and opened fire on the rapper as he shopped inside. Um, I saw a video of his, of his car being... On a on like a, a bed like a, a bed. toe bed, yeah, yeah. and it is very recognized. If you know that that's Young Dolph's car, you you see it. Right. You you can't miss it. Right. Like if you know he's in that, you're gonna you can spot him from a mile sure. away. Um, an autopsy revealed that he was shot 22 times. He was declared dead at 12:39 p.m. just over five minutes after Memphis police responded to the scene, and an hour before people were due to line up for free turkeys at a nearby community center. Mm. That was one of his next stops. Now, one thing I will say, because, you know, as I'll get into it, his, uh, the trial for his murder is still happening. 22 shots is not a robbery. No. Uh, uh, something gone wrong, an argument gone wrong. This was an assassination. Yep. 22 shots is, I, we need to make sure he's dead. This was not one pistol. A dude came up. Hey, young Dolph, I'm real sorry, but I need your chain, man. I'm hungry. This was an assassination. Um... Dolph has famously said on multiple occasions, Memphis made me, Memphis paid me. A testament to the fact that 
he did just about everything possible to hustle in Memphis, from cutting hair to things a little more dangerous, uh, you know, in the streets. Yeah. It's crazy because uh, in 2017, I don't know if this happened in Memphis, but 2017 came out with a song called 100 Shots that he had mm. a bulletproof like SUV that got shot a hundred times, but he didn't get hit. So he came up with wow. a song. And I don't know if that played a role where it's like, you're kind of like going back at these dudes. Like I'm yeah. so here type of thing. I'm, I'm, un, I'm, I'm untouched. Yeah. And like, and I, and just like hearing that and you, we talked about how many times he was shot and they'd be like, that wasn't, that's not robbery. That's not no, 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 no. argument going, fight going wrong. And it, that's like, you're trying to, you wanted this dude gone. And I'm yes. just saying, with that, with that song, me knowing that song, I go like, that's that's kind of crazy, though. That's yeah, that's wild. And this wasn't as he had been shot a couple of times in the past. Yeah. This again, I'm. It's not like Young Dolph was uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air yeah. rapper and met a, a a weird fate. He he lived a life that you know he tells in his stories and his raps, and he. It's almost like uh, it really. I mean, the best the best metaphor is the crabs in the barrel. Man, you know, it's he was almost out. Yeah, you know, but you but it's a lot of guys. I know guys that made a lot of money doing illegal activities. But you got you got to keep one foot in. It, that's what I'm saying. Like he, he kind of was out, but he was like on the top of that the top of that bucket on that. He barrel. was on the he was on the ring. He was on that ring. He was on the ring. Yeah. He was on the ring, and that's the sad part. You know, that's it's like you're never out till you're out. Yeah. You're never out till you're fully out. And sometimes you might get that sunshine. You can see the sun and the ocean and everything, and you want to look back and tell everybody how beautiful it is. And some of those crabs might be interested in hearing about it. But those other ones are like, well, I can't get up there. Yeah. So fuck you. Let me grab let me grab one of you. You come back down here with us. Yeah. But it could be so it's, it's all it's, it's all it could be your choice though. You could go like, I don't wanna, this is home for me. I don't wanna go anywhere else. Yeah. And that no, could be for sure. That could be your demise. That could be your demise where you go like they say you keep you, it. It's you, keeping the two real. Right when he's like, when you make it go, when you make it get out. But it's like when you go like, this is where I'm from. This is home for me. I'm I not a sellout. Right. I don't turn my back exactly. on my community. Exactly. And in a lot of ways, there's a lot of people <clears throat> who can see the beauty in that. A lot of people from that neighborhood are cheering for you, and you're the people's champion. And everything yeah. like that. But it's it's always gonna be people in the shadows. Like man, fuck right. Him. Yep. He still owes me five hundred dollars from back in the day. I used to sell drugs with him, and he fucked me on a package. Those people don't go anywhere. And they don't care how much money you made. It's fuck you. I'm better than you. I should be where you're at. I deserve what you have. It's always going to be like that. Yeah. And we're talking about a dude who had A1 street credit. Uh, he was a beloved celebrity in his community. He was giving back, like I said. And although the streets weren't always friendly to him, because like I said, he had been shot a couple of times. Uh, he was a shining example of what don't forget where you came from looked like. Yep. You know, I mean, the guy was killed supporting a small business around the corner from the neighborhood he used to serve in. It doesn't get much realer than that. Again, not to go on tangents and stuff like that, but Nipsey Hussle was killed at his store in his neighborhood that he put sweatshirts, he put Crenshaw on sweatshirts and sold them all around the world. Nobody loved his neighborhood more than Nipsey Hussle, and that's where he died. You know, so it's crazy. It's hard. It's yeah. hard. We had this conversation years ago when, when Nipsey Hussle was killed, where it's like, what do you tell people? Hey, man, if you make money, f- fuck those people. Like, don't leave and don't ever come back. Like, that's a that's a nasty message to give to people. But, like, I don't know. You got to give from afar? I don't yeah. know. Like, So on June 7, 2023, 26-year-old Jamarcus Johnson pled guilty to being an accessory after the fact when he admitted to assisting uh, his brother Justin Johnson 
in the days after the rapper was killed by taking possession of Justin Johnson's cell phone and car so authorities would think Justin was not in Memphis. Mm. Four men in total have been connected to the murder of young Dolph, with a 43-year-old man named Hernandez Govin alleged to be the mastermind of the hit. Keep, again, I say that again. A 43-year-old man. This is like a big homie. Yep. Not to him. I'm just saying, like, young Dolph is 36 years old. You're 43. When he was 16, he's looking at you like somebody that he respects. So that tells me that this is not, this was not, uh, they wanted his chain yeah. or a robbery yeah. or anything. You know, you know, this, this wasn't a bunch of 15, 16 year old kids did something stupid. So anyway, uh, also this guy's name is his first name's a last name. <laughs> this guy, yeah. Like, uh, Hernandez Govin, Hernandez Govin <laughs> is crazy. They probably call him Dez. Yeah. The guy's, he's bald. Yeah. This guy, he's got a clean baldy. This is guy looks like a real menace. Forty three years old and a guy who was calling the shots of a with twenty six year old kids and was just like, mm-hmm. "Nah, it's him. We got to go get yeah, him. Go, go get him." Mm-hmm. And that though, nah, uh, here's and hearing stuff like that, I go like, "That's how do you for like a these? I mean, this twenty three. This, this is a kid. I mean, these are yep. kids. It's like mm-hmm. th- this is their family essentially, and it's like that's who they look up to. And somebody goes." I need you to do this. Yep. Basically just like throwing your life away, but it's like they, yep. they these people are all I have. And yep. you do something crazy like that, it's just And these people changed my life. Yeah. They put thousands of dollars in my pocket, yep. money I've never seen before. So it all goes back yep. to crabs in a barrel. Like these people are trying to pull me out of the barrel. And I'm not I'm not speculating. I'm not from Memphis. Right. I don't know anything about who Hernandez Govin works for or anything like that. But we from Baltimore. Somebody we know, get we've heard of shit like this all the time. Like this is you know what I'm saying? So it's like we can kind of speak on this a little bit as far as the outside looking in because obviously we're not in the streets. But I mean, like, exactly. we've heard stuff like this where it's like there's somebody that's calling the shots and kids are constantly 17, 18 year olds are being put in prison for life for murders. And it's like, and you go like, it's not just for murder for murders that they didn't do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. For murders that they didn't do. I don't know. The, the Young Dolph case is still going on, so I don't know who's going to be found guilty of the murder. But Hernandez Govin is alleged to be the facilitator yes. and the the mastermind yeah. behind it. I would speculate that Hernandez Govin works for somebody as well. Mm. Okay. Who that person may be, okay. I don't know. I don't want to get into right. it. I don't want to speculate. But something tells me that a 43-year-old man who can order around 26-year-old kids, the 26-year-old kids were probably motivated financially and so where who's Hernandez Govin that he has $90,000 to post bond? Mm, I didn't know that. Have his, have his bond revoked because he was going on trips while he was out on bond, pending murder charges. They caught him like going to fucking, they caught him like going to Tulum. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's new to me. I didn't know so, that. So he's out on $90,000 bond, which is a lot of money. Yeah. He has his bond revoked because he has money to not only be out on bail and not like and in a room vacation. panicking about murder trials, but you have money to go on vacations too. So these kids must and these kids pull up in a quote unquote stolen two door white Mercedes Benz. So these people work for somebody with money. And if that's Hernandez Govin, then hey, then yeah. I hope that he's found guilty and whatever. But it feels like Hernandez Govin might be a shot caller for a bigger entity mm. who felt like they had the ability to go after a multimillionaire who's driving around in a camouflage Corvette and is a beloved figure. Like who is who the fuck is Hernandez Govin? To have any kind of issue that they needed to assassinate young Dolph. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like what's going to happen is 
Hernandez Govin's going to walk because this dude, Justin Johnson, or some, one of these other two kids is going to say, I shot Young Dolph 22 times. It was me by myself. Nobody told me to do anything. And they're going to spend the rest of their life in, their, in prison. What that means, I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just speculating that maybe the Johnson family will be taken care of if Justin Johnson goes to prison for the rest of his I don't life. Know, they said that he was, he's, you know, a suspect and his, he's suspected to testify. He's supposed to testify against the other suspects. His brother. Yeah. They said Jamarcus Johnson. Oh, against his brother. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. All right. Is, might testify against his own brother. So uh, he can they get were the, doing so he, the conspiracy of murder. So he can get immunity. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he, well, no, J- Jamarcus Johnson was not charged with murder. Okay. Jamarcus Johnson was charged with um, accessory after the fact. And ex- he's the first exchange, person in exchange for the, his conspiracy to murder, to the murder charges dropped. Oh, okay. Well, then I, yeah, I guess yeah. So I guess they just dropped okay. it, and he might have to go and testify against his brother right, yeah, too. If, yeah, of course. Yeah, if you take in order, if, deal, if yes. like if we if we need that from you, <laughs> if we if we, if we need that from you, then yes, you got to get on. You got to yeah, get on the stand. That's the contract. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, yeah. That's the you know that, that's just off top. <laughs> so uh, I would not be listen. They were due back in court in late September, uh, just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I believe that the the lawyers asked for a continuance because nothing else came from that. So this is still playing out. I'm going to speculate that Jamarcus Johnson either doesn't testify and takes his time or Jamarcus Johnson ends up dead. I'm also going to speculate wildly speculation that one of the other people involved that are not named Hernandez Govan will be pleading guilty to this and take the brunt of the charges. I don't see the end of this story being that Hernandez Govin is found guilty of murder and he's the guy that shot him. And I, I think one of these young, younger kids is going to take the bullet for this, you know, not to yeah. be, not to be crass yeah. and nasty, but I'm just saying like, they're going to take, they're going to take the hit. You know, what's this. funny. And like, it's, this is just a random shit that pop up in my head where I go like, you know, a million dollars now is not what it used to be 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. And yeah. I don't think prison it's prison today to where to you know when it was where 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Where is it like Yeah, where you got oh you got a million dollars waiting for you when you get out from doing ten years? Yeah. It's like, or it's just like mm. you go to prison, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna spend my life in here. But like the shit I've seen on TikTok where like they I mean it look like it looks like an apartment complex in these prisons. Oh, you're saying for the good. For the good. I mean like people they probably just like, I'm gonna go to jail for prison. I'll go do my but ten. I mean, like, if I'm getting an iPad and, and treats and a laptop <laughs> and get the I phone I don't know, bro. I, I, nah, I've seen some other videos that are like prison is still prison. Prison is still. Dude, what all am the I stuff seeing? That is that, is that not? Is that jail? I'm so, I'm sure you're oh. seeing some some people that are that have clout and that's crazy. Have done man. a lot of dirt and can fight. And that's how they but get if all you these can't benefits. Fight, yeah, if you can't fight and you're not plugged into a gang, I don't know if it's just like we all get iPads and know, snacks. And I don't know, man. It's still prison, man. Every day you wake up behind four walls with no window and it's a uh, man ass and somebody telling you to, but if, telling you to sit but down you can, when you pee and you all can this FaceTime, stuff. you know, family and friends and women every now and then, it's like, is it? Is you got it a million so, dollars is it, coming? Is it so bad? Like, I can do 10 years in here, man. If I, just, <laughs> I don't know. You got low status, bro. I like sun on my skin. I'm not saying me. I'm saying that if 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 there's this narrative, much, if there's a narrative money, out there, how much money? What? How much money is ten years in prison worth to you? In the in the prison that you're describing, even whatever you are saying in your mind, you get an iPad. You can call your girl. Yeah. You can talk to your kids. How much money? How much money is ten years worth in prison? Ten years. You would have to at least give me 15, 10, 15 million. 
I don't know if you get that. Okay, see, I'm not doing. Low level. I'm just saying. You gotta take this. You gotta take this murder charge. Being out there where it's like prison is like you can just get snacks and you can walk out of (laughs) walk out of the prison anytime you want and they got new shoes and shit on. It's like (laughs) it doesn't seem like it's that bad. Like it needs to be like you saying if if you saying prison is still prison, I would Mm -hmm. hope so because if it gets to a point where it's just like it's it's this is an apartment complex. You know, a million dollars worth of game. Yes. The dude Wallow. Yes. Go listen to some of his prison stories. Anybody listening to this, if you have any questions about like what's prison like? Hey, my brother did up. ten years. I, I ten ten years. So I kind of know. I mean, I've heard stories, but I mean, like, I'm just saying the shit that I, I've seen multiple times on social media, where it's like, look at look at my snacks, and it's like they got a phone. No, I've seen those videos like, too. What is but happening? I've also seen video. I've also seen videos where Wallow's like, yeah, man, and this guy went into this guy's cell without asking permission, and then one day we in the weight room. He took a weight, wrapped a towel around it, and beat his head so hard I started seeing his brain. And I'm like, I don't want to see that or be the recipient of that. Nah, yeah. But being so on, that type but of shit being is still on, too, it's like, all right, let's go. All right, cool, man. We just saw a dude's brain get beat out of his skull. Let's go take a honey bun, yeah. boil it in some water, wrap it in some flaming hot Cheetos. I'm gonna call my girl, lay up on the bed, and then we're gonna watch Murder She Wrote before I go to bed. It's like, then that's a balance I out. Know, I don't know. If that's but, balance I don't out know. To if me. you're able to go live on TikTok, I think, I think that's <laughs> it needs to be something going on. <laughs> I just don't think. Procedures are being followed. Rules are being uh, obeyed. Oh, of course something not. Is, yeah, no. Something is, something is wrong. You're not supposed to have Harachis in, in jail. You're not supposed to have the New Jordans in, in jail. Yeah, How did you get KFC is... chicken box in here? What is happening? Is somebody bringing this to you? Or... No, it's rules being broken for sure. But I'm just saying, prison is still prison at the end of the day. Uh, I, ho- I, will, I will hope so, man. But, but that was the story of Young Dolph. And while we're on the subject of prison, I, I don't... Listen, I like all these young kids, streamers and everything... I don't like the message that these Kaisenat and Drewski and all these dudes is putting out there spending seven days in a fake jail. These kids are watching this and thinking it's funny to be in jail and they're having a good time. And I I think that's very detrimental to the youth. These kids are impressionable. They got these these young white kids out here looking dumb. They're they're looking at girls and saying that they have yachts. It's all dumb. I don't know what that means, but okay. Oh, that's what like now it's like uh, dunk. It's like spelled G-Y-A-T something. Yeah, but here's the thing. This is the thing about when they talk about AAVE, African-American vernacular, right? It came from, you see a girl with a nice bunda, yeah. you know, her, the, the backyard is nice. You might go, God damn. Yeah. Now, they took that, dropped the damn, and now made got like an a, a adjective, mm. like it's like, or like a, a adverb or whatever. I don't even know the, the right word I'm trying to use, but I'm saying they, they will say, she has a got. That's crazy. Like that, that girl has a nice got. When it really is just a, it's it's some it's like a reaction. It's not a word. Yeah, it's God. Yeah, it's just God. Yeah. Anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent. I just don't like these streamers or these streamers are have the biggest influence on the next generation of kids. It's crazy, and they're all, they're all dumb kids who don't know anything. Don't know a, damn a bunch. Of, it's the it's the blind leading the blind. It's a bunch of dumb kids who are 20 years old with millions of dollars telling your kids what to think and how to feel and what to say and all that. And one of the biggest ones of them has been in jail for seven days and making it look like it's a ball. They're all laughing and having a good time and everything. I just think it's something don't, don't perpetuate jail culture and make it feel like it's a fun time yeah. to the youth. I just think that's dangerous. But anyway, that was the story of young Dolph. rest in peace, young Dolph. obviously. Um, what are your thoughts, friend? Obviously there, there's a bigger, we can flush it out, but outside of young Dolph and just talk about the idea that, you know, when you find success and make it out of any situation that might be hard, do you feel like it's a bad idea to come back? Is it 
is it foolish? Is it is it the right thing to do? Like to come back to your city, come back to your city to 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 give back. But I don't. Not I, wouldn't, but, I wouldn't say it's foolish because I think a, any good person that's like the right thing to do to come back, help out people that's that you grew up with that's in need. Of course, I think that's always the right thing to do. But you know. But do you hands-on approach? Do you need though. to though? Like, do you is is it, do you need to do it? Like, I would, you know, for me, I would get like again, you know, I would get, I would hire people to do that. I will, I will, you know, f- you know, create some type of organization where, yeah, nonprofit organization where you a can nonprofit, do that. yes. And but I don't, if I knew I grew up the young the young Dolph organization would have got all of that right. shit done just to say. But if I know, I wrote some people the wrong way getting to where I am, that they might not forget, especially if I made it. They might not forget. They might hold that grudge. And I have a family. I don't know. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm doing it. I'm. The, if the people that I love, if you want to bring yeah. them with you, you can. If they're willing to work, no, I'm not not just gonna give people shit. If they're willing to work, help you build your whatever you're trying to build. But if not, then I'll talk to you guys. I'll see whatever. But it's like I'm not. I can't come back. I can't. I just can't yeah. come back. It's not. It's not. It's hard because it's hard because I get the idea that of like. I want the people to see me. For sure. Right. They used to see me on the corner. Right. They used to see me at the parties. I was the drug dealer guy or the, the 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 young rap guy who was on the come up and now I made it. I think it does something to the young kids to see me, be able to touch me and feel me. Yeah. But the vultures are right there in the amongst, sure. amongst the crowd of kids. Yeah. Like the vultures are there. The haters are there. But you also gotta so put yeah, you also gotta put it there like I did work. I did put in the work though. I did put in the work to get out. Well, I should not be able to Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Why don't I deserve to come back to this neighborhood that I'm from right. and, and give back and show my face and whatever? People that, oh, along the way, I was the person that told you you should rap like this. You're not going to give me 10 grand for, I, I'm, I'm a part of the Young Dolph story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Young Dolph might be like, now, Young Dolph at this point was very successful, but if I'm very successful even, I might go, I don't feel like I owe you anything. Yeah. You know, yeah, man, cool. Thank you for that. But like, would you want me to cut your check for a million dollars? Because... You told me to put young in front of my name when I was 15. Yeah. Like <laughs> I still owe you for that now. So that could be the person that does you in. Because people, that jealousy, right, that crab want, in the people pit. Like, people, so some people want recognition for something. It's like if he came back, was like, oh yeah. Um, Richard that I used to grow up with told me to put my, told me to put young in front of the, the Dolph. You want yeah. that. If somebody, Richard, I'm like, ah, I want that. I want people to know that I was there to help him become who he is. For sure. Well, there's definitely somebody who he owes money. And that is the person who told him to drop the A. Again, we from Baltimore. I hope he broke yeah. off. But listen, we from Baltimore. And I, and every time shit ha- I go like, this just wasn't random. And it's no, unfortunate. No, 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 yeah, no, no. but it's like, no, this no, just no, doesn't. No, 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 no. It's not always. Again, I know we talked about the crabs and the bird. It's not always just that. That's usually yeah, the, no. that's usually what drives them. But it's like, it's always some extra shit going on behind that we don't nothing about. That the, but, it, but what it is is. The argument was never worth killing somebody. For sure. For so sure, the crab sure. in a barrel, the envy, the jealousy, the covetousness, and you stepped on my shoe. And that's why, and the Nipsey Hustle is a prime example of that. Because if you know the story, it was like, it's one of the things where like, I guess that guy felt like he kicked him and it was like, oh, and you, and you, and you're Nipsey Hustle? Nah, fuck yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the way it goes, yeah. man. Um. It's really sad and unfortunate. I don't know where I stand on it. I would love to hear people's thoughts, obviously. Yeah. How I feel is um, 
if me and France see a, a millions of dollars worth of success from podcasting in the future, we have no reason to not be able to say we're from Baltimore. We want to give back to the community. Now, if me and Fran had a background in the past of doing some seedy things, some street things, some things that we couldn't call the police for and had to handle ourselves. Yeah. And then we want to come back around and go to the neighborhoods that we used to be in and doing things. Yeah, you got to deal with that. And it, it's hard. I would, I probably wouldn't do, I wouldn't do that. I would send a company with my name on yeah. it. You know, I don't know if I feel the need to go to those areas and show my face when I know it's tension and I'm coming up showing with 15 trucks full of turkeys and I got the chains on and it's just, it's your right. For sure. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything wrong in trying to give back, but it's like, it's like you're flaunting, you're flaunting your wealth in the face of wolves, yeah. man. Yep. You know, and, and wolves are hungry. And that is, so that's tough, man. It's like, I don't want to tell people not to give back. That's obviously not what I'm saying, but you can't give back in person. No. no. You know, as touch, as tangible as you want to be and touchable as you want to be, people will come today, people will come to you on Instagram live holding their phone so they can come spit in your face or call you a name or punch you so that they can be the guy that punched this rapper, spit on this rapper, yeah. talked about this rapper, and get clout from that. And that's the unfortunate part where it's like, this is most mostly African American people in these these poverty poverty these communities. But it's like you know if 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 back to the example of Elon Musk, if he wanted to go back, that he doesn't. It's like that's just, it's just like this doesn't happen to white people. Like if they make it out or whatever you want to call it for them, but mm-hmm. and they go back and want to get back like that, they don't have to deal with they don't have to deal with that. It's like nobody gives a shit about Elon Musk if he comes back to no. give, out, give out turkeys. Well, he wasn't a crab in a barrel. He was a crab. But that's what I mean. Whatever, whatever that terrarium. Yeah. He was in a yeah, whatever that is. He was in a beautiful terrarium. Yeah, but it's like, uh, like yeah, yeah, but then it's like, and that leads to this is a whole different conversation. I don't want to get too deep into it, but like that whole I don't know if anybody familiar with this, the whole checking in thing. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. That type of thing. Yeah, it's 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 a nasty game, specifically if we're if we're talking about rap. But I feel like, you know, if you get out of a situation, you don't owe anybody anything. No. No. And if you come back and give back, I think that that's great. But if you made it out, that's not, you don't need to feel guilt about that or shame. Or if you, if you do make it out and don't want to go back and want to do your charitable donations from a distance, mm-hmm. that doesn't make you not real yeah. or, or turning your back on the block or anything like that. It's just like, did you get your family out? Yeah. I feel pe- people feel so tied to these street signs and these neighborhoods and everything like that. Like, did you get your mom out, bro? Because if I'm from a block and I got great friends and everything from that neighborhood and my friends, y'all can come to my house. If I got my mom out of that neighborhood and I know who my friends are and all those friends, whenever I have a barbecue, they're the first people I call. You guys can come to the other side of town. I got burgers over here. I got hot dogs. The basement is cold. I got cold beers in the cooler, big screen TV. Come over, have a good time. Yeah. The idea that you're tied to a neighborhood is just, it's a bad mentality to have, man. That's the barrel. Yeah. You want to get out of the barrel. Bring some crabs over with you. Come pull some crabs out with you. They come, have them grill. You got a job opportunity for them, hook them up. Get your mom out of the barrel. You don't got to go back to the barrel. Right. And get it. Let me stick my foot in the barrel real quick. Make sure they know I'm still real. You yeah. know? No. 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 I just disagree with that. Yeah, man. Um, 
I wanted to touch on another one, but we kind of, this young Dolph one led to like a lot of the conversations that I wanted to have. Yeah. So yeah. what do you think? Would you like to touch on any other examples? Or um, I did. I did have more of a regional one that we can kind of touch on. Um, oh, please, please. Uh, it was a rapper called Lewis Scooter who was from Baltimore. Who was a Baltimore rapper and who was killed in Baltimore City right after leaving a um, like a basketball charity event. It was a wow. basketball yeah. charity event that was called Peace in the Streets, which means wow. he was advocating for to stop the violence in the streets and then. Later that day, after leaving that event, he was killed, shot in his car, and murdered. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Lord Scooter is Scramble Cook and Smack, yes? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think uh, I got the bird I think that's, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bird Flu. I think that's one yeah. of the more famous songs to come out of Baltimore. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, in a, in a while. So if, if, you, if you are familiar with that. Great song. Yeah. Comes with a dance. He had the city on fire for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, it's, and to be like, you, like we were just talking about. He's trying to give back in a way. He's like, mm-hmm. he's grew up in his, in Baltimore streets where he's like, I'm, I've seen stuff. I maybe have done some stuff, but it's like, I'm trying to help the younger generation. Like, this is not the way to live. Trying to help the inner city yeah. streets and these, and these kids. And for him to be murdered after after being at a charity event. A, ch- a charity event. Of trying to stop violence. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's just yeah, it's unfortunate, but it was just, I thought I would bring that up while we was doing this episode because- um, that's close to us. That's that's in our yeah. home. So yeah. we know who we we know the rapper and know his music. So I, I thought it was right, only right to bring him up for sure. Rest in peace to 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 Lil Scooter. And this Baltimore, obviously a barrel is a barrel, but Baltimore feels like such a specific barrel because I don't know anybody from Baltimore who's ever become like a national success. Right. Yeah. Like true. it's like they it's like they just become like. A regional, like as soon as they start to bubble, they get pulled back into the barrel immediately. And by that, I mean pulled into the barrel and ripped apart, killed, yeah, died. You know, like this guy wasn't a Wiz Khalifa, Jack Harlow. Like he just had a hot song here, yeah. And it was starting to it was starting to get spins in other parts of the country. He didn't he didn't make millions of dollars. He was on his way. Yeah, he was on his way. So they like snuffed him out on the ascent. Yeah, like somebody. He was killed in a Honda Accord, and somebody. I would only think I didn't. I couldn't. It's not too much you can find about the story, but I'm speculating that somebody was following him because he got killed at a red light. So it was like you had. Yeah. That's a that's a planned attack. You just yeah. don't. And killed in a car is yeah. like was yeah, yeah. there wasn't it wasn't a it it wasn't a road rage incident. Right. It wasn't a you know a robbery. They left him in the car. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I would I would I would imagine yeah. again at a, like at a, inter- a revenge at an intersection yeah. that was a plan attack and somebody was following you when you left the basketball game. Possibly yeah yeah and I just, yeah. It's unfortunate, crazy, man. man. So but when I when I think about Baltimore, it's always the saddest thing I think about is because there have been guys that have uh, come out with songs that are starting to get some traction. Yeah, and they just never. I don't know anybody from, other than King Los, who's a rapper. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody who's a rapper from here who people all around the country might know. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that's either like they died, they were killed. Yeah. Or it just it just doesn't it doesn't make it it doesn't make it far enough. And that's the sad part is that like this is such a specific small region that we should want a young Dolph. Right. We should have wanted Lord Scooter to become young Dolph. Yeah. And then bring a spotlight here, and then everybody's interested in the Baltimore rap scene. But 
crabs in a barrel. Yeah, man. It's just again that that is true. Like we have people come out of Baltimore that's known, but you have to be like into a sport or something like that. Was like yeah, everybody may not know. I mean, they're not the the best at whatever they was doing, but it's like like you said, they even wasn't known nationally or whatever, or it didn't it didn't get to where it was going. It was transcending, but it just didn't. It didn't make it to that point where like everybody knew who who that person. Where it was. broke through. Where it broke through. It's just it all. And and now you bring that point up. Me thinking about, it, I go like, damn, that is, that is true. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 a sad one, man. So this is a spe- this barrel specifically, in here in Baltimore is is a tough one, man. But, I you know you you always you you never you got to never stop trying to climb out. Yeah. You know, and, and what you do when you climb out is up to you, but. Doing an episode like this, it makes you second guess turning around and sticking your hand in there and trying to pull somebody else out. Right. You right. know, it, it, it does. I, I hate to say that, but that was my feelings after Nipsey Hussle died. That's my feelings whenever I come to a conclusion after having a conversation like this. You go, damn, man, it, you, you'd be better off sending a, a go, go get a crabber. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you'd be sticking on the metaphor. Like, you get out, make your success, become a popular crab that people respect. And then you go, hey, Crabber, go get my friend out of there. You go get him. I can't go get him, me, because they'll 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 tear me apart. Right. But I'm gonna use right. my influence to try to make a difference. But it can't be me. It can't be me personally. Yeah. Like if I ever had, I think we I, at one point we all were young, especially like black kids like us. You know, wanted to be like a rapper at some point. Wanted to rap, make me. It's like growing up. I growing up now. I'm like. I think I'll be okay being a producer, being behind the scenes, yeah. <laughs> being the, the behind the scenes, being in the background, the ghostwriter or something. Because I don't, I don't the fame. I'm just like, you just I don't see want the clout. I, just I don't, don't want the. I don't want it, man. I just, especially not in these times now. I'm like, I no, don't, the costume. I don't want to have to wear the costume. I don't want to have to go broke because apparently, if you're a rapper, you can't look broke. Yeah. Also, and we bring this point up. Also, when you, when you put on that costume and you make that music, and people think this is who you are. People are going to try to te- people are going to try to test you to see if you about what you rap about, and yeah. that's another thing you got to deal with when you come back home or or wherever you go. And that, yeah. I'm just like, I don't want. Nah, I'm okay. No. I don't. I don't want that. I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. Okay. I'm gonna pass on that. But yeah, so that was you know we wanted to do something different this week and kind of talk about uh, the crab in the barrel mentality, yeah, man. envy and je- envy and jealousy, and the ways that that can play out in entertainment yeah uh rest in peace to young Dolph. obviously we made a couple jokes about his name but he was a legend for sure great music um the name is crazy though let's put that i don't think anybody should be named that i don't think nobody's gonna like diffuse that the name is not yeah i saw the name and i went i can't be reading this how is how (laughs) i think it i just there's no way this is that's his name and i didn't like you said i didn't know it's when i found out i went oh that's where he got the doll from and I just was like, this can't be. How is this? His, how is this sustainable? I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah but crazy. no, rest in yeah, rest in peace to Young Dolph. Rest in peace to Lord Scooter. For sure. Um, rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. I wanted to play a clip actually. I'm actually gonna. I wanted to play uh, two clips. One from Nipsey Hussle and another from Tony Yayo, and we we can leave on that. So I wanted to play this Nipsey Hussle clip that's about jealousy. Prolific guy, this guy, brilliant guy, Nipsey Hussle. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. It's a crab in the bucket mentality where, you know what I mean, everybody going back. So when one person starts to move forward and, 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 you know, become a little bit successful, but you still within reach of these people, it's, it's very hard because, you know, you're dealing with 
pressures of trying to be successful as well as the pressure of people intentionally waking up to try to bring harm your way. You know what I mean? To try to stop you from doing that because if I grew up on the same block you grew up on and we had the same trials and tribulations, but you became successful and I became a failure, make me feel a certain way about myself because we, we had the same, deck, we were dealt the same deck of cards. You know what I mean? So I feel like my success affects the people closest to me the most. The person that don't know me might root for me, you know what I mean, and be happy for me. The person that know me and come from the same environment, had the same core dealt it in, that keep going to jail, don't have no money, never made their parents proud or their mama proud, never did anything that they could look in the mirror and be proud of, you know what I mean? And the, the clip gets cut off, but what he's, what he was, where he was going was basically that person who is from is closest to me, knows everything about me, might want to see me fail, want to see my demise the most. Yeah. One of the things that he said in there about you know people being dealt the same deck of cards and they just can't understand how I'm a failure and, and you're a success. Those are the people that are the most angry. Right. Yep. So you know yeah you know Nipsey Hussle, but this one right here, this is uh, again this was uh, Tony Yayo talking about what happened to Pop Smoke, another rapper. Okay. And he and he Tony Yayo is obviously a little less eloquent than than uh, Nipsey Hussle, but the message is still the message, and I, it's such a simple message, but it's the truth about the world today and. and what being an entertainer can cost you. Yeah. We're talking, bro. Real talk. Like, I just don't understand why they're going to go after one of us. You know why? Because niggas, cause niggas are hungry, brother. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. Real shit. If I can get a Richard Million, I ain't got it. I ain't got a pot to piss in. Rich, I'm going to risk my life for that watch. The niggas that kill Pop Smoke, what they sold his watch for? Four grand? What, he had an AP? That probably was worth like 50 grand? You say he sold, little, they sold it for four they grand? They say he sold it for like four bands. <laughs> And one of them little niggas only got like four Five years. Five years, yeah, four years. Word. Come on, bro. It's crazy out here, bro. We already know what it is, man. It's no respect, bro. Back in the days, your neighbor could slap you in the head, bro. My neighbor, Miss Peoples, could slap me right in my fucking head, bro. This shit ain't... We had respect back then. Niggas violate the block, girls are fighting. Yo, you're violating the block. Get the fuck off the block. Two girls fighting. Now two girls... Niggas pulling out the cameras and shit. You know what I mean? Cameras is out for everybody. Nigga dead. Niggas pulling out the cameras. This shit fucked up out here, man. Another simple... In simple terms, but, you know, the world has just changed. You know, the, sure. the camera phones, there's a different mentality. People are hungry. People are broke. And you coming around with that nice watch on, maybe 20 years ago, and it was still happening 20 years yes. ago. I'm not going to make it seem like yeah. this generation is crazy. But maybe 20 years ago, it was less likely that you would get your watch snatched off your wrist. Or killed. Or killed over killed. a watch. Yeah. But today, it's like, I'm hungry, bro. And I... I'll take that. I'll take a fifty thousand thousand dollar watch off your wrist and sell it for four thousand dollars, and I'll take your life to do it, yeah. for because four thousand dollars will change my yeah. life. I don't know. And and getting back to that lady I met with her package, it was like if I don't know, especially if somebody's like, well, I don't know if you got a family, a brother, sister, whatever. I don't know how I'm gonna eat tonight or tomorrow. I gotta do what I gotta do, and if that's yeah, as this is fucked up to say, but if that is to rob you and take your life for my sister, baby brother, or whatever to eat, then that's, that's just what, what I got to do. That's the, that's fucked up, but it's just the reality of what people got to deal with and poverty and, and poor and they don't know when the next yeah. meal is coming. It's just, and if you got criminal background, you can't get a job. Again, I remember you brought this up a while ago. I don't know what episode we talked about it, but it's like, if I can go on the street and make four band, whatever, I don't got time to go to a band. A band, a band, a band is a thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't got time to go to McDonald's and and work 
10, 10 hours. hours and don't get paid for the first two weeks. I don't, a whole, I don't got time for that. I need to eat, man. I don't got time for that. I can't. It's just I need to find other means to put food on the table. Yeah. So all that pulling up in a Lamborghini, hopping out with eight chains on, it's, it's, it's not doing what you think it's doing to everybody. Right. Yeah. Some people at an elementary school kid, oh, my God, I want to drive be, that car. Yeah. All this, But I'm 17. My mom's a crack addict. The lights aren't on. Yeah. You look like a T-bone steak, brother. You sure. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it just it's it, and I'm not saying that's I'm not saying that that's right. For, exactly. But it's the yes. reality. Yes. You know, so it's hard to tell somebody you shouldn't be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor and your success, but maybe go eat your fruit in Greece. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like don't come eat your fruit on the block. Cuz I like fruit. Yeah. Matter of fact, I don't even have I don't even know if I like fruit. I never I had, it, had it. It, it looked good. good. It looked good. The juice is dribbling down your it chin. Good. Like, the shit looks. And I'm willing to risk everything I have to try what that fruit tastes like. <laughs> Man, yeah, no. So listen, on that note, this has been another episode of Affirmative Murder. I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans, and we'll see you guys next week. Deuces.